everybody, Stephen Burkhart here with Burkhart Creative Agency. Thanks once again for tuning in. As you well know, uh, we are stepping away from our usual programming of the Death of Vanilla podcast because of the AdWorld Conference 2021. And so yesterday, uh, we had posted a video about the Ad Conference Recap Day 1. It's about 30 minutes long. Today, we have Day 2 Recap which is a real comfortable 14 minutes. So we uh, compressed 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. into 14 minutes for your listening pleasure. So uh, we uh, talk about different tips of uh, different people that we really liked, who really opened our minds to new things, new techniques. Uh, Definitely some stuff linked in in there. And since LinkedIn is the hot topic right now, when it comes to organic reach and B2B marketing, definitely get a chance to check that out. And so we're super excited you're listening and I hope it it is as valuable for you as it was for us. And is a great teaser to check out more videos about AdWorld Conference online. Thank you for listening. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Stephen Burkhart. And I'm Rylan. And we are with Burkhart Creative Agency, and we have been sitting down uh, now on day two of AdWorld Conference. Uh, it's all online, and this is a little recap of uh, the different people that really stood out to us and some different tips and tricks that we found mm-hmm. to be particularly enlightening. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Roy Sutherland. And so, man, he was a funny guy. I'm a little bummed you missed him. He had a lot of personality, and uh, I think he contained all of the swear words so far (laughs) in AdWorld, which honestly didn't bother me one bit, but I thought it was kind of funny. So, um, (laughs) everyone's like so polished and clean. He's like putting his hand through his hair and like dropping (laughs) F-bombs, so it's kind of fun. So, um, anyways, he had some really great stuff, so I'm going to go ahead and grab my notes here. Um, one of like the most quotable things that he said was better questions allow for better range of solutions. And so he's basically talking about like, in general, you have all these different systems and he's, he's talking about human behavior. He's talking about how companies develop all these incredible systems and automations and ways to process people and get people down a certain pipeline. Um, for example, he used the example of hunting for real estate, like a home, you choose like how many bedrooms you want. Uh, where you want to be located, how many bathrooms, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it kind of filters out all the homes you don't want. He said, what real estate agents know is that uh, a person has what they think they want. And then a real a good real estate agent will show them a couple of things just outside the bounds of what they want. And it really opens up their mind and their world to other possibilities that they didn't necessarily either realize were there or they realize they like as much as they did. And so that was really interesting because he was basically suggesting that automation was choking out creativity and um, and it was good for businesses, but bad for consumers. It was great for businesses because it made it really easy to mm-hmm. shut people down a pipeline, bad for customers because ultimately they didn't get the widest range of options and choices and solutions for their life that they could have. And, um, and just in general, he made another interesting point. I know I'm talking a lot, but uh, he does not like open concept offices. And so the thing that was really interesting is talked about how in general, creativity requires a bit of isolation, some time of quiet. And we all know that time of quiet is sometimes a little awkward. Are you uncomfortable yet? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he, just, he talked about how that's really important to allow your brain to make all these connections. Like for him, like if he has 
some sort of block he'll go and load the dishwasher and that time of like solitude and distraction will be just enough time for his brain to piece something together in his subconscious mind mm -hmm. to create a solution and so he's like with these open concept offices you have no control over your workspace um, your environment and so that isolation and that time to think and kind of create your own distractions uh, really take away uh, your ability to uh, come up with best solutions. So, mm -hmm. sorry, my brain kind of paused for a second. So, uh, anyway, so I thought that was super interesting. So, anyways, he really kicked off for me uh, day one or day two, excuse me, of uh, Ad World. Sorry, I've been sitting on the couch a, a long, long time. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so that was that was mine. So, mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I think uh, Dennis, you was next. Dennis. That's right. So. Anyways, give me some takeaways that you had with Dennis because there was so many. I don't even know where to begin. I had a big old list. So go. Anyways, you start with yours okay. that you liked. So for Dennis Yu, one major thing that he gave uh, the audience was that he told them kind of like a format or layout that they can use when they're doing cold calls or they're posting videos on their Instagram stories. And it was, I do X to help you achieve Y via Z. So basically, um, I forget the example he used, but it's like, I'm a marketer and I do this by posting on Facebook and I'll get you results. So basically he said exactly what he did, how he was gonna get you there and how it's gonna benefit you. And I thought that was a really good layout for advertisers and marketers that's so simple, so easy, and you can really like cross it across um, all platforms, you know, all the, things because he said that he did one post and it posted to Twitter, posted to Facebook, it posted to Instagram. I think it posted somewhere else, but I can't remember where. But it's super crazy that it took like 30 seconds to do that and he probably got quite a bit of reach. Well, it's pretty cool because he's... So there's been a couple people on uh, the AdWorld conference that have been recorded videos. His mm -hmm. was live and he actually shot the video that uh, what he was suggesting that we shoot. Mm-hmm while shooting the conference live. I was like, dude, that is a ballsy move. That's cool. Uh, but it was really, really cool. So he literally shot a video on his phone and showed you how he would uh, distribute it and what he would say in his message. And it was like, it was like 20 some odd, 30 some odd seconds long. It was so easy. And yeah. he said, nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. It's as simple as it is. Uh, let's see here. Did you have any others from him? No, I didn't. Okay. So I thought it was um, really amazing. You know, he, he's kind of just like the classic entrepreneur in the sense mm -hmm. that like he'll just say he does something and figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you should get podcast guests. Just just say you have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who does that? Who just says they have something? Okay, and <laughs> I have a podcast, right? And so for me, it's like I'm even a little nervous asking people to be on my podcast. I don't know why, but I don't know. You're just you're asking something of someone, even though it's a benefit and value to them. And so he's suggesting just going and asking people to be on the podcast when none even exists. <laughs> It's crazy, right? Like, we have, like, 60-some episodes of a podcast. Like, it shouldn't be yeah. crazy, but he's literally like, oh, yeah, I just say you have one. Um, but it was actually really interesting because, you know, he's just good at, like, selling the idea. And so he's like, just spend as much money as you need to get a certain amount of views. So that way, when you find these people who are, like, really need view count to feel okay being on your podcast, you just say, mm -hmm. like, oh, like, I'll get you 5,000 views. And people are like, okay. And it's like, they have no idea that he's just going to pay to have 5,000 views. Yeah. It's genius. 
and uh, and it's going to get a higher caliber person on the podcast, despite the fact that you apparently have zero episodes because mm-hmm. you just said you had one, right? So <laughs> I thought it was really cool. There's like a gazillion more on though, but we're trying to keep day two video less than the half hour that yesterday was. So next up, I believe, is Timon. Timon, Timon. So kick us off. So Timon really um, went and dove deep into LinkedIn. He said that almost 40% or 46% of marketers are mostly on LinkedIn out of all the other platforms. And I thought that one thing that was very interesting that he said was that getting connections obviously is super hard. And so he suggested rather than just going and looking up what area your expertise is in, going to events that are like talking about your target audience or like your target audience would be going to and then connecting with them through that being like oh hey i saw this during the event what did you think of it oh i thought this and kind of start that conversation and then maybe you can kind of like sly or like just you know guide them in the direction of buying from you or you know if potentially getting them as a customer right yeah i thought it was really interesting because he what he talked through was like something I've definitely done before, which is like you you search for like a job title mm-hmm. or whatever else, and then you're like going through all this effort to try to like find something that you can comment on that you can find this yeah, relatable to them. Absolutely. And he's like, just search for posts that are talk about what you do, yeah. and then that way you find a couple of like really high performing posts, meaning a lot of people are talking on them, and then uh, you like. He didn't even say necessarily you start conversations there. Mm-hmm. He was saying you reach out to those people and say like, hey, I saw you post about this, this, and this. Uh, I'd like to chat more about that. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's genius. And and then to further go along with the events, he was talking about a, a program called Expandio.io that can actually harvest information out of events that you RSVP to. And so he said you sign up for these events. Uh, obviously, you're going to go through and make sure that the, these are the yeah. right kinds of people, the right, uh, it's like the ideal market, right? You don't want to waste your time. Mm-hmm. And so once you've validated the fact that this is an ideal market, you can attend the event, learn a bunch of cool stuff about it, and then this Expedio, Expandio can harvest all that information, and then you can reach out to all those people and comment about the content you learned, right? And so now yeah. you have an ideal audience who you have relatability with, you have a reason that you're reaching out to them, and so you're not just sending these mm-hmm. generic like, hey, um, I do video, you should add me. Like, right. I've never done that, but that mm-hmm. sounds horrible. He showed examples, and he's like, these are not even the worst examples. Mm-hmm. So, and it just comes off as spammy when you're yeah. doing it like that. Like, it doesn't seem genuine, and this way you're actually like, you're not even starting off with, oh, this and that you're like oh hey i saw you were here we have this in common so there's that common ground that makes it more comfortable approaching that person right and i'm never comfortable approaching people so to have a good reason is always pleasant you know if you're a dog person you see a person who has a dog like boom you have a Mm -hmm. relatability thing i don't like dogs i like cats so if i saw someone who had a cat i'd be like hey cat lover (laughs) so the next guest um that we listened to was alex catoni and she was very interesting she talked a lot on keywords and hooks and she talked about one thing that I think is important for marketers to realize is she talked about not being clickbait which she described as um, kind of getting the audience to watch something that doesn't pertain to anything to what you used so like labeling your video as something and then giving them something else she said that use hooks that actually pertain to the video but also grab the audience's attention which I think is really important to recognize because the moment you stop um, 
doing what you're saying in the title i think it just becomes very like a gray area you're not really doing what you're saying your um your message kind of gets lost so i think that that was super really important so it's like you could have the same title mm-hmm. and one would be clickbait because it's either not truthful or going to completely different content and you could have the exact same headline mm-hmm. but because it's delivering on what it says it's fine. Yes. But they're both work. The reason she has to an- answer that question is because clickbait works. Like if mm-hmm. clickbait didn't work, no one would do it. Exactly. Right? And so it's kind of like that same technique of grabbing people's attention is fine if it is done in good taste, really. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um. Okay. So one thing I had from her was just I really liked the us versus them. And I know that people talk a lot about uh, collaboration over competition. But at the end of the day, someone is still choosing someone else over you or you over someone else or no one over all the choices. Right. And so, like, I can choose Burger King or McDonald's or not burgers. Uh, And so at some point, I've got to have some sort of us versus them communication of, like, what makes one better than the other. Um and so uh, I thought it was really interesting. So basically what you do is you, you have verbiage that puts you in the category, like sort of I view it as like a, a boxing ring that like mm-hmm. you're, uh, you know, you're rubbing the shoulders of the customer and you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to get them. Like it's us versus them. Right. And uh, and them is all the, the competition. And so mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Uh, she didn't get any details as far as like how you I mean, it's going to depend on your business and how you're positioning yourself for an us versus them. Uh, but if you understand what makes you different, then you can begin forming copy that does have the us versus them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, them is the other guys. And so there's the people that do it right, and then there's the people who do it wrong, or the people who make the right choice and the wrong choice, or whatever that is for you. Uh, and I think that's important. Like, I, we were just talking today about how there's, like, literally, like, hundreds of digital agencies here in Arizona. Obviously, they have different... Um, things that they do that they specialize in mm-hmm. ours is video production others are seo or website building or ads or what have you uh, but at the end of the day like if someone has to choose yeah. it's either us or them and so that kind of copywriting verbiage i think is important for the to help the customer make a decision mm-hmm. so that's just me Thank you so much for tuning in to this little recap video of Ad World Day 2. And we will see you tomorrow with our recap of Ad World Day 3. Hey, I seen it all before I heard chat that they all adore. One week looking like they all aboard. Next day, they don't even walk the walk. I've been here since a bust down aqua. Cutting through after all black master. Now I'm too grown for acting gaffer.